Welcome to It's Not a Crisis. I am your host, Doran Wallach. I'm an entrepreneur, a mother of two, a wife, and a 40-something trying to figure out what is happening in this decade. Why is no one talking about it? I created this podcast to help women in their late 30s and 40s to figure out what is going on in our mind, body, soul, and life. We may laugh, we may cry, we may get frustrated, but most importantly, my goal is to make this next chapter of life positive. I'm also full of my own questions and I'm here to go on this journey with you, so let's do it together. Welcome everyone to It's Not a Crisis. I am Doran Wallach, as you know, and today the show is going to be a little bit different than usual. And why is that? Well, there is nothing really planned. So I felt like we should be listening to real women in their 40s. I have another series of episodes that's Wise Women Over 50, where women over 50 give their advice to women in their 40s and talk about life, and we learn so much from them. But I thought Adorn and Friends would be appropriate because I know a ton of amazing women, and I think all of you could benefit from just listening to real women, real life real problems, real struggles, and lessons learned. So I have invited a bunch of amazing women, and I'm really excited about the upcoming episodes for this series. So you'll hear more about that on stories. And today, well, we're just going to see how this goes. Today's guest is a new friend that I met on Clubhouse. And let me start by telling you, if you don't know me, I meet my friends in really weird places. I, I can talk to anybody. My best, best friend I met in a line at a bank in college. Uh, I met one of my other best friends on Craigslist. And no, it was not like a looking for friend category. We were starting a business and she had replied to me and it was two o'clock in the morning and we wrote back and forth. We ended up meeting in person, loved each other, started a business together and it was great. And today... My very new friend, Juliette Hahn, I met her on Clubhouse. And if you don't know what Clubhouse is, check it out because I'm going to be on there live a lot more. So sign up and um, Juliette is going to get on me to yes, get my I act am. together on Clubhouse. I just I just haven't done it. <laughs> so before Juliette talks again, um, I'm just going to read her bio. <laughs> <laughs> Juliette Hahn is a wife, mom, coach, public speaker, podcaster, and a crazy obsessed dog lover. Your next stop with Juliette Hahn podcast was initially born to help people cope with craziness that life serves up. Season one, Next Stop Crazy Town, features stories from Juliette's life and aspires to be that 10 to 20 minute escape we all need during our crazy and unpredictable day. Season two, Love What You Do series, features people who have followed a passion or hobby and turned it into a career. These 30-minute episodes are inspiring and will get you thinking. And by the way, I was on her podcast last week, so you should go there and listen to it. She's also going to have Your Next Stop workshop, which will be coming soon, born directly from season two of Your Next Stop podcast. Uh, with this online course, Juliet will help you tap into your creative passion and turn it into a career. Juliet and her husband, Dan, call Remsenburg, New York, their home. Their three children and two boxers love living in the beautiful beach community and love being a part of Juliet's crazy town. <laughs> and I, for one, 
will tell you that I love Juliet because she's totally crazy town. (laughs) (laughs) So Juliet, welcome to the show. I read Juliet's bio because I want you to check out her podcast, but this is really about you, not your podcast, and about your life and being in our 40s. Thank you. So welcome I'm so happy to have you here yes, now on so my gosh. Thank you for having me. And you know, that was like the most difficult thing to sit there and listen that long. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. I know. <laughs> I know. You, you, you had a few moments there. So sorry. I totally <laughs> did. Because I was going to say, when you were talking about your series that you're going to do with the 50-year-olds or the ones that you do, I was like, oh, in a couple years, I'll even be able to go to do that. And then I like stopped myself because I'm like, ew, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, I am going to be there. I need you to be a little bit older into your 50s. We don't do just 50. Oh, yeah, right. I have, have to have lived a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So um, 10, yeah, 10 years. Because you're too close. Yeah. Yes, 10 years. 10 years will be perfect. So Juliet prefers to voice text, um, record her voice, and uh, which is great. But sometimes she'll leave me like really long ones. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I like can't get back to her right now. And I, I can't listen to this right now. She has a reason for doing that. I totally understand. Um, we've had some very funny close, intimate conversations for two people that just met. And this is kind of what it is to be a friend of Doran Wallach's. Um, (laughs) I'm just kind of an open book and let it out to anybody. So um, I know some about you, but I don't know everything about you. So I'm going to start with a couple of questions and then we're just going to go from there. First of all, how old are you? So I am 47. Okay. 47 so, and a half, I guess you could say. <laughs> you're not, do you, are you, I mean, are we supposed to add the half at this point? Are you supposed to be like subtracting? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I, I know. And, I, and do I have a half birthday? No, I do not. But I, but I was born on Christmas day. And so when I grew up, I always had a half birthday. So I don't know why I still do the half, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband used to be obsessed with his half birthday and, and, and then the kids were born and he's like, Where's my cake? I'm like, you're not going to have half birthdays because then the kids are going to want half birthdays. birthdays. But by the way, we don't, you know, I am 43 and three quarters, but I'm not telling anyone that. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Oh, my gosh. All right. So so what are the things that we um, were? I'm going to just get this one out of the way because we talked about this um, on Juliet's podcast. And then it inspired my podcast with Dr. Cavalier on bladder incontinence. But we were having a chat one day. I don't even know how we got there, just about how much we pee and how we've peed in numerous different places our whole lives. And like when I got pregnant, my frequent urination didn't really change. It was people were like, oh, when you get pregnant, Doran, it's going to be so much worse. And I was like, no, I don't think it's going to be different, which it wasn't. And Juliet, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) bless you, um, has, you know, it's not that funny. I talk about this. It's not funny. We shouldn't laugh because it is a problem for women. Um, But Juliet showed me an amazing YouTube video. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about that a little bit, Juliet. Okay. So the thing I have to backdrop for one second. So we did, I always meet people in strange places as well. And so I think that's why we really connected. And I remember hearing you in that clubhouse room and being like, Oh, I like her. I liked her question. I liked her vibe. I loved her energy because I'm such an energy person. And we have not met face to face. That is in the plan, but we haven't met face to face. And I do think that we, I mean, we really, I feel like it's going to be like a lifelong friendship. Like we really connected. So I just, I, I appreciate you. So thank you uh-huh. yeah, for doing this. But so yes, well, that's why I sent you that YouTube video, but that probably wasn't uh, until later until we started talking. So uh, my background is I started as a health and fitness coach. And so during COVID, 
I had to get all my clients ready to start, you know, keeping themselves healthy because I was like, oh, this could go bad. We could all be like drinking on the couch at like 9 a.m. and like, drink, you know, eating pizza. So I was like, okay, what can I do? So I decided to do a jump rope contest for everyone. Now, as Doran just said, I tend to pee. I've had three kids and that is the joke that we talked about is all the places I've done actually a podcast, all the places I've peed and there's <laughs> been some like neighbors that like I've like hid behind their bushes and yes, I'm I did say I was 47 and a half and I'm still What's doing... the most embar- before you tell the story about the YouTube video, what's the most embarrassing place that you've peed? Well, I peed myself at the dog park. Um <laughs> That's pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> yes. And that was because um, I had to really, really go. And I usually will like find a place to pop. And I all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh. And so that the thing that is not funny is yes, when I have to go, I have to go. I have seen a doctor and we are on the process of getting it taken care of. I don't need it yet. I have done some exercises um, that have worked a little bit. But at this time, I wasn't doing those exercises and I had to go to the bathroom at the dog park, which is kind of funny because like dogs can just go anywhere. So I was trying to find a spot to go and there was like this, I don't know if he was a pervert. I don't want to call him a pervert, but he was like a lurker and he would not stop looking at me. And I was like, I can't take my pants down. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a man totally staring at me. And I, I like, I don't know if he's a cop. Will I get like, you know, public urination? Like I can't do this. So I literally was like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to go. And I couldn't like, cause then I was like, okay, I'm going to get the ticket. But then I was like, oh, I didn't get the ticket. And I called my best friend and I had to get into my car and I was like, I just peed myself at the dog park. Oh, that's terrible though. (laughs) It was. I was like, I'm a little bit horrified, but I did laugh because we do make jokes about it. But it was like, damn you, man. But I blamed it on a man for like watching me. Not that (laughs) I had an issue. Not that you peed in your pants. By the way, I, uh, first of all, I, I, that makes me sad actually, that story. But (laughs) I am, I have a friend who was on a flight without a bathroom and um, got, diarrhea in the middle of the <gasps> flight and she had to tie the bottom of her pants when she was getting uh, off the plane. Imagine the other people on the plane. No, that's I mean, awful. That's horrific. 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 Yeah. Um, my most embarrassing actually probably wasn't that embarrassing now because I was in back-to-back <laughs> traffic in Italy after wine tasting and I literally <laughs> just got out in the middle of the highway and, and <laughs> peed right there and in peed. front of, you know, 50 cars. But um you know, I was I, the, the alcohol helped. I was like, hey, if you want to look, you can look. If not, you know, whatever. right. Yes. And so I have to say, right. And it, it's like when you can't stop, you can't stop. So I did have to get, and I did call my husband. And I was like, I just peed myself at the dog park. I was like, fantastic. Um, so that was, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great. But so to take you back to the jump roping. So oh, right. I, was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then very quickly as I was jump roping, I was like, oh, right. I pee myself when I jump rope. Okay. So I'm do many women in their forties if they're jump roping. Yeah. So a lot of my clients were like, Juliet, I can't jump rope. And I was like, yeah, we can. I was like, I'm getting depends because I'm going to hit a hundred. So I went, uh, actually my husband got them and he, I was like, honey, can you get depends? I'm going to do so a jump sexy. roping. Yeah. So sexy. Totally. He, he did get the ones with the little flowers on it, but it smelled like, I mean, per, it was awful. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to get some sort of infection by this because there's some like very non-natural smell. And then they were, and the thing that, about the YouTube video is funny is they do make a lot of noise. So every time I walked, I like kept laughing because I was like, Oh, can you hear that? But yes, but I did get to, um, in the beginning I didn't get, it didn't start off that great. Cause I had like also my jump ropes were tied together. It was a bit of a joke. Why did I send that to you? I don't remember. Well, because we were talking about this and you said, 
I once did a YouTube and, a, and it depends. And by the way, I will post this video again because because I love how you own the depends. She shows them. She talks to the camera. She looks cute in them. Like your body looks good. And she Thanks. like pulls up her shorts or leggings, whatever she was wearing and starts jump roping. And it was yep. amazing. I was hysterical. Yeah, it was a lot. It was live. I did it like in a live community. So it was like not, I don't think it was on total Facebook. I think it was in a community. And then I was like, you know, I should put that on Facebook. I mean, on uh, YouTube. But the thing that's crazy is that's probably my most watched uh, YouTube video. And I'm I like, don't think that's so crazy. I'm yeah, sure. but, I, but I wonder who was like, is it like women that are like, oh, she did that? Or is it like the the man at the dog park? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be people with like really creepy fetishes for oh. a woman in a diaper. Yeah, totally. And then By I was the way, like, I, I have a friend who's in the dating pool right now, divorced, and she went out with a guy who told her that after like the second date that when they're sexual, he likes to be treated like a baby and fed a bottle and he likes to wear a diaper. No, Stop. I'm not Wait, even kidding you. On, on their second date? Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> That's so gross. Ew. That's so weird. That is I mean, weird. the laughs that we had about that one. Yeah. I, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm I, actually going to get her on the show too soon because she's hysterical. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that she did not get a third date. She decided to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was to like, come. wait, did you try it? She's like, are you kidding me? No, I didn't try it. Oh my God. That's so funny. I mean, to each your own, right? I mean, right. like, no, no, not judging yeah. him if that's what he wants to do. But not judging him, but I think there's some things he may need to work out in therapy. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, totally. And maybe not <laughs> to bring it up to someone on the second date. Right. <laughs> it's a little early. Exactly. All right. So we've we, so we've covered bladder incontinence. And by the way, guys, if you haven't listened to my episode with Dr. Cavaler, while we're laughing, she doesn't think it's funny. And she's, right. she says that there is, you know, a fix to this and women shouldn't pee a little bit when we're doing anything. So if it's a topic that you're interested in, go back and listen to that episode because uh, it was actually really helpful. Yes, it was. And I will. And I di- I have seen a doctor and I am not now, but in probably like seven months, we'll be getting it taken care of. So, and, it, and it's not as bad, I have to say. It is actually because I do morning workouts and whatever morning workout I'm doing, it's actually been helping because I am supposed to be seeing a physical therapist, which I haven't because, you know, we're all busy. And I was like, oh, well, hold on a second. Let me see if this is kind of working. It's hard to stop life to do vag physical therapy. I did Totally. That I know. Like, I remember you telling me. How do you me. explain that? Like, sorry, I got to take an hour out of my day what we really don't have to do vaginal physical therapy. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it it could be worth it for you. <laughs> well, so th- this is this is actually kind of funny. So we just literally had to get our whole septic tank like uh, removed, and we always my my house had a lot of trees in front. So when I come in from walking the dog, if I ever had to go, because I think that's the thing that we kind of joked about is that I usually like pee in my driveway before I go home. And that's, I mean, before I get into the house, because I can't make it. And my doctor was like, now, are you finding that there's you know, is this, is it causing you um, problems? And I said, well, I do make jokes about it, but I don't know that every 47 year old woman would appreciate peeing in their driveway. And she looked at me like I was a little crazy. And I, she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, after I take my dogs for a walk, I take them for a walk pretty much every day. Now I do drink a lot of water, but um, I usually can't make it into the house at times. So I pee in my driveway. And she's like, 
you know, that's a problem. You should not be doing that. And so we have just gotten all these trees removed. So I was joking to my husband. I was like, there's no spot for me to be. Everyone's going to see now. <laughs> that's, again, beside the point. <laughs> Can't wait to come to your house for the first time. Oh, we have a, a second home and it's actually very, very close to Juliet. So this yes. summer when I'm there more, we're going to meet in person and, pee and, and hang out and pee all over the place. <laughs> All right, I want to I want to tackle marriage a little bit. How long have you been married? So this is one thing I'm really bad at math, and I, this is terrible. But it's we got married in 2003, so I think that's 18 years going on 19, right? Or is it when, when in 2003 September? Right. So you you are going to have yep. your 18th 18, anniversary because I, yeah. I actually also have been married 18 years in June. Oh, oh, I love that. Okay, so got married Close. the same year. Yeah. And how long did you know your husband before you got married? So we met in 1999. So we dated so did a long... we. That's oh my God. So weird. So, so in November 99. I remember that date, but I, I can't calculate when we got married. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? When you get to 18, it sort of gets blurry. Yeah. I actually looked at my husband the other day and I said, oh my God, we've been married almost 18 years. That's crazy. Crazy. It just it sort is... of hit me. I wasn't really thinking about it. It is crazy. Um, and you have three kids. How old? Yes. So my oldest Montgomery is 15, but he'll be... 16 in in July. I can't even believe that. And then my middle son, Truman, will be 14 in June. And then Penelope is 11. She'll be 12 in September. Got it. Okay. All right. So just just back to marriage. Uh, When we have talked in the past, you have said that you love being with your husband all the time. You can't have enough of him, which I think is so beautiful. I don't know how many women could say that. <laughs> as much as we all love our husbands, I don't think there's anybody that I could be with all the time. And he's the probably the one person I could be with the most out of everybody. What is that like for him? so yeah so I am not someone that needs a lot of space now I have to say I do wake up way earlier than anyone else in my house so I can like I get my own time there I walk my dogs that's like my personal time when when you said that you want to be with him at all times I don't know that that's the case but I can I like we used to say I could live on his back like I don't need space from him he's a very chilled guy he's so awesome I mean he's just a really just like a great guy he need space. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's times where he'll say, Oh, honey, I cannot, can I just have 10 minutes? And we are very good about it now. Cause I know, I know him. He knows me. It does not hurt my feelings. I have a sister that was two years younger than me that always would laugh. She'd be like, Oh my gosh, every time I turned around, you were like there. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> you just, and, and she would say to me, okay, I, I, I've had enough of you. I need you to go away. And I'd be like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I have a very big personality but I also am intuitive. So I can read people really well. So I know the people that don't want like my mom, you know, she needs her space. She's not someone that loves to be hugged and stuff. That is why I also have two dogs because my husband does not want me living on his back at all. So I can kind of like hug the dogs anytime because my kids also are like, okay. But I also, I'm very much on my terms, if that makes sense. So as much as I can be with someone all the time, if there are times that I kind of need my space, I need it myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, that does. Well, it's good that you're in tune to that too. Yeah, there, and, there are people that are just completely clueless. No, and I'm very. That's the thing. I'm very respectful and very in tune to that. And I like I I can tell. Like I'd be like, okay, I, I know you need space. I'm going to give you space. But it is one of those things. I I'm I love people. I really do. I love being around people, and I can tolerate a lot of people. But then I also do have a short. Like if there's someone that really rubs me the wrong way, I'm like. 
oh my gosh, no. Like I, and I know, you know what, I'm not going to be in their presence because I am also, I pretty much wear my emotions on my sleeve. So it's hard to tell, like they'll know if I, <laughs> if they're not my cup of tea, basically. Right, right. Right. What what would you say? So you've you've been married 18 years. What would you say over a period of 18 years and dating for four years before that? What has been a challenge to maintain in your marriage? So, I mean, I think, you know, after kids and businesses and stuff, you know, alone time, especially with COVID. I mean, also, you know, sex, sexual time. It's a sexual time. I sounded like I was nine. Sexy time. <laughs> I sounded like I was nine. I- intimacy, I guess. I mean, there's someone always around and there's dogs because my dogs are close to me. Like, where's mom? Oh my gosh. So I find that is a balance. And my husband does, like, he is someone that likes alone time with me. You know, like, especially I remember when we first got married and I am I love being a mom. Like I can, I am an all or nothing person. So I can throw myself all into that and kind of be like, oh, everything else is fine. But I had to kind of really be like, no, Dan really needs me. So I remember, I think it was after, and that sounded strange, but you know, like needs my attention. Like we were still married. I need to like maintain that. It was after my first and I was still breastfeeding. And he's like, can we go on like a weekend trip? And I remember being like, oh my God, I really don't want to go on a weekend trip. Like I'm nursing, like this is going to suck. But it was important to him. So I remember I did that. I did that with the second too, because that was like, you know, after a certain amount of time, he was like, hey, can we go on a trip? I kind of, you know, I'm kind of done with the baby always being around. And I'm like, okay. And we went, you know, on our second trip. And then after the third, I was like, you know what? I cannot pump and plan for those trips. It makes me crazy. The kids are coming with us and we'll just, now it's family vacations. So that kind of uh, adjusted that way. But that's, you know, that's a balance, especially when we communicate a lot. And I'm really big on not holding things in. And I can tell if something's bother him, like I will say to him, okay, you either need to figure out how to discuss this with me, or I'm going to keep bothering you because you're being a bit of a dick. And I can tell like something, is it, is it me or is there something else going on? And he's really good at being like, no, it's not you. Sorry. You know, we are really open with each other in that way. And I think that's really important in a marriage because as you grow, you change, right? There's things about you that changed. And I know before kids, I was a giant free spirit. I would be up for doing anything. And then when I had kids, I was very routine with them. And that was very hard. That was different for him. He was like, oh, oh, they have a bedtime now. This is like, this is dinner. This is bed. And a lot of people that knew me were like a little surprised about that. But that's like, I'm very maternal. Like I love being a mom and I do have like, you know, those certain kind of things. So I think that, and I really took a long time to answer that question. No, I think that's great. And COVID aside, since you're no longer breastfeeding, what is holding you back from going away alone with your husband? So nothing. So we've done, like we went actually like, because now the kids are older. And so sometimes we're like, and we're not like helicopter parents and I trust my kids. You know, I always just tell them, make good choices and don't be dickheads or, you know, (laughs) and and for my daughter, I obviously don't say that. (laughs) So we've gone on a couple like weekend trips alone, which is oh good. I thought you were saying that you didn't do that anymore. No, no, no. Oh no, we still do, but it's like we have to make it. It's like oh wait, we could do that. Do you know? It's like it's we have to keep making. Like we've gone to the city by ourselves a couple times. We need to do it more though, because but then we also have kids that play a lot of sports. So all of our kids are multi-sport athletes, and that takes a lot of time. We love it though, so we really enjoy watching our kids play. But that also takes away from our relationship in our intimate time, um, you know, and are going away. Cause it's like, okay, we have to really plan on all these times for like people to pick the kids up. And sometimes it's just too much of a headache. So we like try to do it on off seasons, which we don't always have. Speaking of kids as a mom of older kids, 
teenagers. What's some advice that you could give to us who have kids just entering these years? My daughter is 13 and a half, so I'm just starting. And my son is almost 11. So, uh, teen years. really depends on kids' personality. So I will say, so I am one of five. They're like growing up. I was one of five or I am one of five. And my older sister was a very difficult teenager from what I remember, what my, you know, my parents have talked about and what she remembers too. And I remember my mom always saying, you know, you were kind of just like an easy teen. Like, yeah, you had your moods, but like you were not that difficult. And so I was always like, Ooh, hopefully I get that. I have a middle one that's 13, going to be 14. And he is definitely more of an easy going guy. My older one, he's a big personality. He's a little bit more moody. Let me just give you an example. And it would be hilarious if he listened to this because he'd be really pissed. And but I don't, you know, talk about all the things. But so there's he no went, way he's going to listen to this. Yeah, no, I know. Totally. He, uh, yeah, he actually no way because he'd be like, I'm done. I'm so tired of hearing you talk. I don't want to hear you talk anymore. So he does. He will say that. Um, he has done a couple of things very funny, but then this, just just give you a little insight. So he went to his soccer game on Sunday and he's injured. So he went to support his team pouring rain. And I was like, you probably want to bring an umbrella or a blanket. No, thanks. And he like joked. He's like, I'm a man. I don't need that. And I'm like, okay, have fun. So he was miserable, obviously, when he came home. And I was like, "Eh, I'm not going to say I told you so, but whatever. So his sneakers were really wet. And in the morning when I woke up, I was like, they're soaked. What is he going to wear? I guess he could wear like old sneakers or like he has another pair of something. But you know what? I'm going to be really nice and put them in the dryer. I did not put them on hot because I knew that it could ruin them. They're expensive shoes. I think he actually purchased them from now. What Like he reminded me that he purchased them himself. <laughs> he got really annoyed at me because he said I shrunk them. And I'm like, I did not shrink them. I was trying to do something nice for you because you would have had wet shoes. And he was like, well, don't because now they're smaller. And, you know, I appreciate you trying. He's not disrespectful, but like as teens get older and like that is one thing I have to like, hey, who are you talking to? Like, you're talking to me and he'll be like, okay, sorry. Like he is very respectful, but every once in a while he will do something like that. And it was like, I was trying to do something nice. I'm so sorry. I won't do anything nice anymore. Or like, mom, these eggs suck. Like that, you know, it's like we're coming to those things in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? How about you make your own eggs? Oh my God. We all get that. I mean, I just, last night I was making dinner and I'm like, I genuinely feel like all anyone wants from me is stuff to get them things and do things. Nobody cares about my day. Nobody cares how I am. Nobody cares if I'm gone or if I'm here. <laughs> right, just, totally. you just work. I said, I, I would just work for this family. It's, it's, so true. And that it's like, so he has said some really funny things at times because there was a period of time where it probably was last year. I guess I was in a bad mood for a bunch of days and I, you know, apologized and I said, I'm really sorry. That was like not, it's not fair that mom was like such in a bad mood and I was kind of taking it out on you and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm in a great mood. And he, and I was like asking him questions or something. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know what's worse. You in a bad mood or are you in a good mood? <laughs> Both are really annoying. And I died laughing because it was kind of, I'm like, I am a big personality. Like if I'm in a bad mood, you know, I'm in a bad mood. When I'm in a happy mood, I'm in a happy mood. And um, the thing is teens hate questions. So even if it's like, how was your day? How was your lunch? They don't enjoy that. And as they get older, apparently they, they like it less. And I like to ask questions. And so that 
that annoys apparently. Um, Wait, so I I struggle with this because I, I'm fine. Like I I remember my mom asking me how my day was, and I found it so annoying because I just didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't like want to go over my day. So I get it when my kids say that, but at the same time, I I say to them. But I want you to know that I'm interested in your life. Yes. And they, my daughter, she's actually wonderful at communicating. I, I, I don't know where she got it from. She definitely didn't get it from her parents. And she'll say to me, I appreciate you asking me, but like if I have something I want to tell you, I'll tell you. I just yeah. don't want to talk about my day. So I, I kind of get that because I, I really do remember, by the way, uh, just, just going back to your story, you're a very nice mom because I'm all about natural consequences. I would have let those shoes just sit there soaking wet and the next day let him discover that his shoes were wet and nothing to wear. And then next time he goes to a game, he's going to bring an umbrella. I know. <laughs> like, but you know what? It was actually really funny that you said that. And I love that your daughter said that because I'm going to go back to that. But normally I maybe wouldn't have done it, but we it was like a late night. We were all like up lighter than we should have been. And I was like, you know what? He's going to be in a pissy mood and I, I'm going to try to like take that down. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was kind right. of thinking of how it was going to affect my day because I knew he was going to be in so a mood. So you weren't looking to ho- you weren't hoping that he'd like you more by doing it. Oh God, no. No, I was hoping that he wasn't going to be such a dick in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? It backfired and he was more of a dick. They didn't dry completely anyways. And then he ended up wearing his old sneakers anyways. And he is, it it is funny because he can be so delightful, but he will say the same thing to me. Like as your daughter said, like if I have something I want to share with you, you know, I'm going to, because he is also very, all three of my kids really communicate well. And I, I, and it's something that I'm very proud of because it is important. It's important to communicate because when you don't communicate, either you get resent, like you become resentful or you like, I call it stuffing. Like you have feelings and you stuff them and then it comes out somewhere else. So that's why I always say to them, you have to express how you feel. And I've said this since they were little and they're like, Oh my God, you and your life lessons, which if I look at it, I guess it could be annoying. But yeah. it's, who, it's who I am. But yeah, but they're teenagers. They think everything we do is annoying. So 100%. I, I, didn't you think everything your parents did was annoying? See, that's the thing. No. And oh, really? I, no. See, and again, you're going to be like, oh, God, there, there she is. But she could live on her husband's back and her parents weren't annoying. No, I didn't. And yeah, that's I'm actually going to stop this podcast now. <laughs> You are really annoying. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what's funny is when I got pregnant with my first child and it was whatever hormones were there is when my mom for the first time really annoyed me like for longer periods of time. And I hated it. I was like, Oh my gosh, mom, you've never annoyed me before. When I was a teen, I was kind of just like, eh, she's there. She's doing the best that she can. I never no, There was not a lot. I'm sure there was times, but I don't remember overall my mom or my dad being annoying. But when I got pregnant, it was. And it was actually like a bit of an issue. Like I hurt her feelings a lot and I didn't mean to, but I'd be like, I don't know. You're like rubbing me the wrong way. And I don't know why I need you to stop. And so that was really interesting. And I would say as I got older, there was times more than when I was a teen that I, that would I recognize, but my mom and I have, we have a great relationship. She's amazing. And I adore her, but that was like, I remember feeling very uncomfortable getting annoyed as much as I'm an intense, like free-spirited and intense, meaning just like I have a big personality, there's not a lot that annoys me. I would, I mean, before my period, everything annoys me, but like as naturally, I kind of like, if someone's doing something, I'm like, eh, I guess that's who they are. And I don't let it affect me. I don't, I try not to let other people's the way they are affect me. However, I will say my older son and I, out of everyone, his mood sometimes can affect me. And I have to, and like, sometimes we'll argue about like, and ever since he was little, like, and it, because we're similar in, in certain a sense, I'm like my, my mom or my husband will be like, you literally both are saying exactly like 
you're like, why are you arguing? It's the stupidest argument. And then we kind of like laugh because we we're like, yeah, what, what are we doing? And I've learned not to argue as much because he is very much like me. And we kind of like to get the last word in things if we are in an argumentative mood. But I am not as I'm older. I don't really like, you know, I, I don't do that as much. Right. And then with our parents, uh, as they're getting older, I try to be less of an asshole to yes. my parents. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I know that the time is precious with them. So where are your parents now? So my mom lives in, my parents got divorced when I was probably 12. My mom lives in Philadelphia and my mom never got remarried. My dad lives in New Jersey, like the Thomas River area. And he and his wife, they live there. They've been married over 20. Again, I'm terrible with timing. Do you get along with her, with your stepmom? Yes. She's delightful. She's very nice. And, you know, my parents, I think uh, they had a lot of kids. They got married really young and they didn't communicate great. And that's kind of the, the demise of them. But it was not a bad divorce. They were both very respectful of each other, never spoke nasty about each other. And my mom did everything. My dad basically had a midlife crisis. Literally at 40, he was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm out. I can't do this. But he acknowledges it. We've communicated. I mean, as I said, we're like a communicative family. So like, you know, we've all talked about it many times. My dad felt very guilty. And my parents are very different. Like my husband still will be like... I cannot even imagine your parents like married. My dad is more like me, like very like, like free spirited, says what it, it's on his mind. My mom is a little bit more, just to put it into my mom's uh, a former kindergarten teacher who does not drink, curse, smoke or do anything, but she's what, like just a wonderful, like she loves learning. She's very interesting, very an awesome, awesome woman. And my dad's more of like the fun guy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's interesting. That must have been hard growing up with that. My mom, you know, my mom is like super fun and ever like literally puts um an imprint on everyone everywhere she goes. In fact, yesterday I was somewhere and I've been going to this woman for like uh three different appointments for something and I I was like, "Oh, my mom's going to come see you." And she said I said, you know my mom. She came to you years ago. And uh, she's like, no, I don't think I do. And I showed her a picture. She goes, oh, my God, of course I know your mom. Everyone knows your mom. Everyone loves your mom. But but my mom never drank. My mom broke a lot of rules in high school, but as an adult was very kind of straight-laced, apparently. So, you know, I I do kind of get that my dad may be a little bit more like your dad. So that's so interesting. That that must have been, um, even though you didn't really grow up with your dad, I assume, or you're back and forth between them? No. So like, no, my dad literally was like, oh my gosh. So my mom was was, gone. No, my mom, no, he was in our life because my mom would be like, I'm making dinner. You need to come to be with the kids. Oh, that's nice. My mom really, because my mom didn't come from a divorced family. My dad didn't come from a divorced family. It was like my mom, if she didn't meet my dad, she would have been a nun. Like mm-hmm. that's what she talks about. Like my mom like lives for kids. She And that's the thing. They had too many kids. My dad became like the sixth kid. And it just, that's kind of what the demise of them was. But again, we learned a lot from them. So I think I also, my relationship with my husband and my siblings relationship with their spouses or partners, I really believe is better because we saw what they went through. And even though they were quiet about it, we really didn't know. I don't even think we like truly know really fully any of the the you know the deep dark stuff because they they just wouldn't do that to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. See, I came from the opposite of that. I know everything. Too much, too much. So that's, that's really smart that your parents did that. And, yeah. and I always tell my friends who are going through divorces, I said, I know it's hard. I get it. Because even in a, a marriage, we sometimes will talk about our husband to our kids, like when they're annoying us. But, you know, the best that you can to not bring the kids in the middle of it and or create a an environment for them where they feel like they can't be kids and they have to take care of them or or um, deal with the situation or even hear things that they shouldn't hear. Like, just try to avoid that and your kids will be okay from the divorce. You know, the divorce won't affect them. It's what you do around it. A hundred percent. And yeah. that's so important. I do the same thing to people that say, I'm like, listen, I know it's not my spot, but just don't bash each other. Like, yeah. I was really fortunate. And my mom, as much as, because my dad left, I mean, as much as my mom could have said, but my mom's not like that. She's a very special, like she just would never have said that. And, and now that I know that she's older, like, you know, she's, I mean, she had anxiety. I mean, she suffered a lot behind closed doors. I mean, she was left with five kids at the age of like 38. Yeah, I mean, wow. I can't even imagine. I, I cannot even imagine. And she raised us beautifully. She made sure my dad was involved. You know, his family still was involved and she sucked it all up. I mean, I literally just went to see her. And she didn't drink. And I know I don't, I don't or do drugs or anything. Are you sure there had to have been something else involved in there? No, no I know that's a, no nothing. Wow. Um, that, that's so crazy. And right, no medication, nothing. But she did. Um, we just went to see her, my kids and I, um, over Easter break, like right before Easter, and we hadn't seen my dad and his wife since COVID because my dad's wife has cancer. And I said to my mom, you know, would it be okay? We haven't seen dad if they're in New Jersey. Like, I mean, he, they were closer to Philly. If dad just stopped by, I can see him aside from where we are. And she's like, no, just have him come. And, you know, because she lives in like a gated community in in the middle of the city, which is an awesome place. And she's like, no, it's totally fine. And so I I appreciate her for that because it's, you know, there's times where when you were getting married and you were thinking, oh my gosh, like I've always been very respectful to my mom. I don't know that all my siblings have been, but I've always said like, you know, my mom used to come when this was our, the house that we live in now always was our second home. And my mom would spend a lot of time and my dad didn't spend as much time, but my mom spent tons of time here. And so there was times where it was uncomfortable. I'd be like, I want to have my dad here. Mom, can you like go home? But it was like, you know, strange. So you go through those kind of things that you don't really think of. Um, but I always, for both of my parents, like I would, you know, say to my dad, like, listen, I'm at mom's. I don't know that I'm going to be able to see you this weekend. Let's try to do it at a separate time when I'm not visiting mom. So I, you know, as a kid, you do think of those kind of things. And as you become an adult, you do want to have a relationship with both of your parents, but you do have to respect both of them and not kind of throw each other, like keep it separate. But my mom always is like, nope, I'm fine with your dad. You know, she's fine. She's, she's, you know, he really hurt her, but he's moved, she's moved on and understands that like, we're still his kids and that she doesn't want to keep that. You know, she would never do that. That that would really hurt her. That's great. That's really, that's, that's, that's a really wonderful lesson. And I think it's good to hear that for people who are going through divorce. Sometimes it's, it's easier said than done because there are some real shits out there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to throw a couple of questions at you about your 40s. So uh, what is your favorite thing about your 40s? Something that you've learned, something felt, whatever it is. Now that my kids are a little bit older, like following my passion, like being like, okay, I, you know, I am a mom, but there's also more to me and that I can, I have the time to offer. And I also have the knowledge that I can go and do something with what I'm good at and know really what I'm good at, like kind of really hone in on my gifts. Awesome. I, I totally get that. Although I'm, you're uh, much older than I am. <laughs> 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 I, 
<laughs> what is your um, what is your least favorite thing about your forties? I think where my tits are. <laughs> and I know people can say, oh, you can get them fixed, but I'm not like really a surgery person, but I used to have the best tits. Like I never wore a bra. Like I could wear like, a, you know, I'd wear like a little kind of see-through, like the best boobs ever. I actually had a boss once tell me that my boobs were distracting and I had to get a better bra. Um, I was like, <laughs> oh, they're so little. Uh, they, they're still little, but they hang like, like monkeys. They're, they're, they're not good. They're, they're, they're not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I think I think a lot of women can relate to that one. Like, uh, the breastfeeding and the years and gravity all together. Yeah, it's, it's like yep. sucked the life out of them. It's a little and, and now I'm also in very I am in good shape. So I do have like chest muscles, but which I don't know if it makes my boobs look even weirder because they're just like kind of like a little bit defate like deflated boot. Like they're just balloons. They're they're not good, but that's all right. <laughs> Okay. I just want to wear a padded bra and I'm good. As long as, as long as you're, you know, if you're confident in it, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm okay. What is something that you've discovered about yourself or your body or your life, mind, the latest thing that you've discovered about yourself most recently? Yeah. So I always said I wasn't creative. I was like the athlete. And I think when you were talking about how I voice text, so I'm dyslexic, like undiagnosed, but my kids are my, my one child is dyslexic, my dad and all that. So I struggled in school a lot. And if I was diagnosed now, I would have fallen under the umbrella of dyslexia. Um, I really, you know, I went to reading specialist in fourth grade and all that stuff. So I was told at a very early age that I was not creative. And I, I don't know if it was from a teacher. It definitely was not from my parents because my parents are wonderful, but it was somewhere that it was like, Ooh, no, art's not your thing. Stick with your athletics. So I was always like, oh, no, I'm not creative. And I hated arts and crafts with my kids. Like I would be the one that's out like jumping in mud puddles and digging in this, you know, digging the dirt at the park in the city, taking walks and doing that stuff. And I never really considered myself creative. And then all of a sudden, probably like two years ago or a year ago, really, I was like, wait, hold the phone. I... I'm really creative. I created a podcast. I'm creating an online workshop. Like I write my social media. Like I am very creative, but it's in a different way. Different than, kind of creativity. Yes. Than, than, it's not a physical creativity. Right. It's not coloring, but I, right. and I also know a lot, like my, how my brain works. My brain definitely works different than everyone. It's called a direction changer brain. And I'm really good at changing direction and getting back. So sometimes my stories, it's funny if someone's listening to my story and they're like an A, literally like a left to right thinker, they can follow me, but sometimes they'll be like, oh, wait a second. Cause I'll go from A to Z back to B, but I always tie it together. And I actually love that about me. I think that's like a fun, I think it's a really interesting way to tell a story, but I've kind of honed in on how doing that better. So I'll tell you something interesting. I um, And I've mentioned this on another podcast, so sorry, listeners, if you've heard the story before. Um, I am a very creative, artistic person, always have been since uh, you know I was a toddler. But I had a podcast many years ago, and then uh, I went into social work, and I left social work because it felt not creative enough, but I love people and love talking to people. And then you know, did some interior design. And then I, I started my jewelry line. And in doing my jewelry line, because interior design, not so creative, but the jewelry line was was really creating pieces from scratch. It was my artwork, my inspiration, my ideas. And I had to prove it to people that this, this is my artistic side and I can do this. So I would never have thought of doing the podcast before I did this. 
now that I've proven that, I find the podcast, something kind of triggered in my head in the past year that this is actually still creative. It's a different creativity. And I, I never would have thought of it that way a few years ago. And so I don't know if that's age or life experience, but um, I, I find it very creative. And uh, you know, I obviously you know how much I love doing it. So I yeah. think that's I think that's wonderful that you're discovering that. I think that people think creativity is just um, a physical, artistic, or doodling or doing something like that, and 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 it's not. You know, I no, think a lot of totally. people need to hone in on their creativity. Yeah, and I think and I love that you just said that because it's like storytelling. That's creative, and I'm a really good storyteller. I was actually saying, and I can't believe I didn't document this, but when my kids were little, especially my oldest, he loved like me telling stories, and so if we went anywhere. I never was the person that brought the device. I would tell him a story. And I had all of these stories created, but I had like a family that the stories stemmed from and they would go on these adventures. And I can't believe I never documented it. Like every once in a while, I'll say to him, do you remember? And he's like, I do. What was that? He's like, I do remember like when the dog got stuck in the log and you know, the magic frog. And I think about those things and I'm like, holy crap, I could have written like a whole children's series. Like I am so creative in my storytelling, but because I struggled in school so much and I suck at writing and spelling, like meaning writing mean like spelling. I like, I'm, but I'm so much better verbally than I am like physically. And, and so he has the same sort of stuff because he's got the same sort of learning disabilities that it's also good that I'm able to share with him. Like just because when you go to write something down that it doesn't come out the way it does in your, like when you speak it, it's really sometimes frustrating, especially as you're going through school and you're like, Oh my God, I have this great idea. And then you go to write it and you're like, Oh my God, I look like a second grader. And I'm like, you know, 15 and it's an interesting thing, but you know, a frustrating thing, but it's cool that I've seen that where I can then tell him, Hey, yes, that's going to, you know, that's going to pass as you get older and you can use your communicating skills because that is a gift and that is something that can be creative. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. All right. My last question to you is what advice would you give your mid to late 30 something self? Because I do have some listeners who are in that age range and I know it wasn't that long ago, but, but. Yeah. 10 years makes a difference. So I always, I was the type of person that loved, I love parties. I loved going out. I love my cocktails. (laughs) Truth be told. I thought you were going to say something else there. (laughs) You You paused before tails. I did. There was a there was a time in my day I liked that too. I mean I still do, but not not, not like in my thirties and twenties. So I think there was times where I was rushing to the next thing. Does that make sense? So it was yeah. like, oh, what's happening next? Oh, this is excited. Now I am planning the, the future too. Yeah, and. That, and not being like, oh, I see my life like this, but just being like, and especially because in my 30s, I had children, you know, being like, okay, so this is what we're doing today. But oh, let me just check my schedule for tomorrow. And I am a very much I live in the moment person. I don't live in the past. But as my kids got older, and I was looking at their schedules, or when I was first having kids, I I think there was times that I I wasn't in the moment enough. And I, I look back because I'm not someone that regrets stuff. Like I, some of my friends would be like, yeah, I think there's some stuff that you probably should regret. <laughs> regret. <laughs> but I, do, I don't. I don't regret stuff because that's not a way to live. Like, you know, that's not a way to live. But I do feel that there's times where I should have sat in the moment and, and and soaked that up. Like I do miss when my kids were little. Um, and I remember people being like, when your kids are older, 
it's going to change and you know all these different things and i was like yeah whatever whatever but i do miss those toddler in the weeds times i really do and i there's times where i wish you know maybe i didn't I did. And it wasn't that I numbed it, but there was times where like, I maybe would have had a couple glasses of wine because I was like, oh my God, that was such a hard day. And so oh, but sit- Juliet, like we all do. <laughs> yes. You know, I agree. I think about the same thing. I I, I wish, but it, those years were hard. I think it's easy to forget, you know, totally. um, but, but, it, and, and, and those years when, when people look at you and say, enjoy these years because they go quickly. You want to smack them in the oh, face. Yeah. You're you like, say, this has been yeah. the longest day ever. Yes. Um, so I hear you on that, but, but no, you're not that yeah. normal. No, totally. But so I think that is though, there's times where I just wish I soaked that in and appreciated those times. But I think we all say that, right? When I go into my 40s, I'm going to be like, I wish I appreciated the teen yeah. years a little bit more. So <laughs> when I, I totally. listen, listened back to this one in my 50s, I'd be like, oh yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> I always say, tis life. That is life. Well, yes. this is so much fun. We could do this. Well, we're going to get to do this in person soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, totally. Everybody has to listen to our conversation. But I want you to tell um, everybody how to find your wonderful podcast. Okay. So, oh my gosh, uh, Doran, this has been so awesome. So you guys can find me at IamJulietHahn.com. That is my website. You can find my podcast there, my workshop there. You can also find me on the socials at uh, Instagram, IamJulietHahn, Facebook, JulietHahn. Clubhouse. I am Juliet Hahn, and then but my my handle, and I'm going to start laughing is is fulfilling. <laughs> That's <laughs> what. <laughs> Why? I can't, I can't stop laughing. So there was when I. <laughs> can you change that? No, you only can change it once, and now I'm stuck with it. But I'm hoping that that they're going to let you change it. So basically, what happened was when I first got on the site, there was a whole movement that you should get like a one word. So like there was people that had like podcast or podcasts or like workshop. Or or empowerment. And when people searched, you would grow faster. So I was became obsessed. Sometimes I get a little over-focused on things and I get obsessed. And if I can't figure it out, I like make a very, I'm very impulsive. I make a very impulsive decision. And so for like, uh, like two weeks, I was like, I have to do it. I have to change it. I have to change it. And then, and then fulfilling. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so that's where to find you. By the way, Juliet and I are going to do more clubhouses together because we did a couple and it was fun. So we'll lead some, hopefully. Yes, definitely. And then LinkedIn and all of those, it's Juliet Hahn and it's J-U-L-I-E-T-H-A-H-N. Okay, great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This is so much fun. I definitely need to do more of these with my wonderful, funny friends. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed my... This is kind of my third Dorn and Friends, but this was a different uh, way of doing it. So if you enjoyed the show, please let me know. DM me, email me, message me any way that you can find me. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to give yourself permission and know that you are not alone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reviews are always appreciated. And you can reach me by email at it's not a crisis at Gmail, Instagram, it's not a crisis podcast, and please join our Facebook group as well. Until next time, just remember, it's not a crisis. <laughs>